Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up, uh, we're going to talk about the new director that has been named for Star Wars Episode Eight. Walt Disney's California estate sells for a paltry $74 million. And some new Frozen merchandise is coming to Disney parks. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what there is to do at Walt Disney World during the 4th of July holiday. And a little later on, Dustin is going to talk about what's happening at Downtown Disney. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 715, for the week of June 24th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin, back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with associate producers, Craig Williams and Sean Thompson, and back in the corner is Mochaccino, the intern. So, Are you watching the new show, um, Silicon Valley? Yes. Did you see the character Mochaccino? No. First episode, second episode? No. It would not be flattering to our intern. Okay. <laughs> Let me just I say I've seen it. I just don't remember it, so I have to go back and look. But, uh, okay, well, there you go. Um, all right, in housekeeping, just a couple things we want to make sure we mention. First of all, uh, Remind everybody about our new Diz Unplugged app that you can find in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store for Android and iPhone, iPad, and Android tablets, and all that other good stuff. Uh, links to that in our show notes page, DizUnplugged.com. People are loving it. I've or you can, it, yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's pretty cool app. Everything pretty, in one spot. Everything yeah. in one spot for the show. And uh, you can just search for Diz Unplugged on the Apple App Store. Two words, Diz Unplugged. And uh, on the Google Play Store and find it that way as well. But disunplugged.com, our show notes, links to that, and everything else we talk about in our show each week. Um, Thursday is the Disneyland show. As always, this week, uh, Tom takes a look at the popular Annabella Hotel. Okay. I guess it must be popular if Tom says it is. <laughs> um, and Michael, Michael Bowling reports on a presentation at the Walt Disney Family Museum about the making of Lady and the Tramp. Michael's segments are always, always, always worth uh, listening to. So yeah. please check that out th- this Thursday. Th- and every Thursday, disunplug.com, or you can subscribe to their show on iTunes. And I'm having trouble talking today. That's can I good. jump in for just a second? Sure. Michael's wife needs all of our good wishes. Carol Bowling needs our good thoughts and wishes, so could everybody send out their good thoughts and wishes to Carol Bowling? Absolutely. Just push them her way. That's Absolutely. it. Um, also want to remind everybody about the upcoming Diz Meets to raise money for Give Kids the World. We're uh, still uh, real excited about the meet we just had in Hershey, which uh, their first time raised $8,000 for Give Kids the World. We're so proud of them. They did such a great job. Uh, Nova Scotia meet coming up uh, the weekend of August... Why don't I put this in my script <laughs> no. so I know? It's in my calendar. It's, like, it's in my calendar, too. It's like August, the weekend of August 5th, I think it is, or yes. 6th, or something around there. Um, it's the first weekend in August. So um, up in Nova Scotia, we encourage as many people uh, who can come up for that to do so and show their support. 
Uh, it's and Halifax is an awesome town. Uh, but of course, there's also uh, the Indianapolis Diz Meet. That's the longest running Diz Meet yet. I think this is their seventh year. I'm going to say it's like eight, maybe seven or eight. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's in uh, the beginning of September. That's the first weekend in September. September third, I believe, is the date on that. And uh, then, uh, of course, New England. New England, uh, October... Something to something. <laughs> what is it? Things uh, happen. Teresa <laughs> Eccles tells us it's the ninth Indianapolis okay. meet. The, Indiana- the Indianapolis is the ninth. Oh, okay. No, the ninth. It's the ninth anniversary. Oh, it's the ninth anniversary. Okay. okay. Sorry, not the ninth date. I you know, why don't I just get my calendar out? Because I have these on, on my calendar. Um, and I can give you actual... I'm sorry I didn't put it in my script, but... Uh, the uh, uh, Nova Scotia meet is the weekend of August 8th. Um, the uh, uh, Indianapolis meet is September 6th. And uh, the New England meet is the weekend of October 3rd. And uh, so if you're in the area or want to make a special trip for help us raise money for a very, very good cause, all the money goes, all the money raised goes to Give Kids the World. And if you don't know about Give Kids the World, gktw.org. We'll tell you everything you need to know, and uh, you know we've uh, we don't have a tally right now on where we're at, but I think we're close to about three hundred thousand that we've raised over the course of the last three years. So, um, really happy about that, and we're going to keep plugging away and trying to uh, do our best for this organization, which, by the way, is uh, re- re- constantly rated the number one charity in America in terms of how it's run. Um, six cents, only six cents of every dollar goes to administrative costs. Ninety-four cents of every dollar donated to give kids the world goes directly to the mission. There are there are actually no other charities in America that have that record. That's why they're constantly rated number one in terms of their financial management. So, and in terms of the work they do, we're very very happy and proud to support them. And uh, anything you can do to help, uh, gktw.org, givekidstheworld.org. And you can learn all about them and the amazing work that they do. These meets are all about raising money for that organization. So you come out, have a great time. We do a show, a live show at these meets. Uh, there are always auction items, great, fun stuff to buy. And a lot of times it's dizzers, you know, that are ma- making some really cool things to auction off. We have some very talented artists and craftspeople mm-hmm. in our community that I always find great stuff. I always find great stuff uh, to buy. It's a great opportunity <laughs> to raise money for Give Kids the World. So, but uh, okay. Uh, any other housekeeping? I have one. Yes. We still have two empty seats for the December fourteenth through the nineteenth backstage magic this year. Two seats, two spots. If you want to go, email me at Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel dot com. Two spots. Awesome. How are we doing on the ABD trips for next year? We don't have contracts yet. We're doing great. Yeah. But in terms of in terms of interest, I mean, I have a feeling um, the July trip where we're combining the San Francisco trip. I have a feeling that's going to sell out long before you even blink. Okay. Uh, the December trip has a great deal of interest, and we have a healthy interest in our uh, trip to Paris, out to Normandy through the Loire Valley. We get to go to Giverny, where Monet painted, and then we're working on coming back to Paris and then going to Disneyland Paris. Yay. Yay. That's got a great deal of interest, too. Of course, I'm so excited about Italy in September. 
Don't talk about that. There's no more room. I am out of rooms. I couldn't take another person if I wanted from, to. I'm forbidden from speaking of it. But there's a lot of people excited with you. I tell them something we're planning. I tell Pete. Go ahead. You tell them. I don't remember. I do. We have some. Uh, what we did with this trip is we took out some of the events that we think our repeat guests, and most of our trip as repeat guests, that they would rather have time on their own to go do. So we've taken out things like the pasta making class. And when you're in Venice and you've only got two days, two and a half days in Venice, we took out the mask painting class. Mm. We figure there's enough to do in Venice. Go explore. Yeah. However, we've got some uh, an afternoon or a morning free in Florence. So John and I are going to work on setting up a bus or a van, depending on the number of people interested. And we're going to take a side trip away from ABD to Pisa. Oh. It's about an hour and a half from Florence each way, and they tell me you need about an hour to an hour and a half there because once you've seen the tower and the shops surrounding the tower, there's not a lot of other touristy stuff to do in Pisa. So I've never seen it. John's never seen it. But, and we've got a lot of interest so far. I posted on the boards to see if anybody else that was interested. Cool. Yeah. So we will fun. work with ABD to set this up, but this would be a side trip. It would take you out of Florence for the afternoon or the morning, depending on which works better. But we're hoping to get to Pisa and see the tower. That sounds cool. I'm so excited about that trip. And which reminds me, I want to just mention to everybody that uh, Dustin and I are not going to be here for the first three shows in July, which is most of July. We're going to be out in Hawaii covering some things that we're going to be doing on a show in August, and uh, along with uh, Tracy Heinrichs from Dreams Unlimited Travel. And uh, in our absence, uh, Jenny Lynn is going to be hosting the show. And uh, she's as nervous as could be. So <laughs> go easy she'll, on her. She'll do fine. Go easy on her. But uh, we're very excited about that. We're really looking at any opportunity to go back to Hawaii. We're going to miss shows in July also. Yeah, you're going to be out in California. Mm-hmm. We're going out to uh, take a look at uh, Norwegian Cruise Line's uh, Pride of America and kind of marrying that with an Olani vacation because... That's one of the things that we hear the most from people about Olani is I like Olani, but I want to see the other islands. And I don't like getting on puddle jumpers to go island hopping. So this, we thought this was a cool way to do it. You know, do the seven-night cruise on the Pride of America, which, you know, stops at you know, a lot of the different islands. And then do four days at Olani. Sounds and you're like dressing the part today. With yes, Olani. I've got... Back to me. <laughs> I have my Olani shirt on. Um getting in the mood mm-hmm. I'm to tell, shall I tell you how excited I am about this trip I've already started packing we are looking I've, for every opportunity to go back to Alani I am it's I incredible. am already started packing two weeks out I mean literally there's like I got the little like little packing cubes little organizing cubes and hmm. I've got clothes in them and getting things together I'm so and norm because normally I'm packing the night before I am determined that I will be fully packed long before I have to get on the plane because that's a long flight. But direct flight from Atlanta. Got that direct flight from Atlanta, so. It is what it is. It's kind of like the dues you have to pay to get to that spectacular place. Exactly. You know, it's like, all right, I'm on this stupid plane, but you're going to be someplace great. Exactly. Just going to find a show to binge watch for 10 hours, (laughs) you know. But very excited about that. So uh, we're here for next week's show. And then uh, the 8th, the 15th, and the 22nd, Jenny Lynn will be hosting. Craig will be producing. So uh, just wanted to let everybody know it's about that. It's going to be a that. mess. <laughs> no, it won't be. They're going to do a great job. 
Uh, real quick, uh, tomorrow is Sean's birthday. Happy birthday, Sean. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. not according birthday. to ICQ, it's today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> All right, we are going to get to the poll results from last week. We listed the top ten Disney films based on box office and asked you to pick your favorites. Top of the list, Lion King with 24% of the vote, followed by Frozen with 19% and a virtual tie for third between The Avengers and Finding Nemo. That's surprising. Um, I was surprised by that, too. Least favorite was a tie between Iron Man and Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Hmm. There was a Jeopardy question last night. What's the first um, Broadway show to reach a billion dollars in profits? Based on a movie. Would Based on to, a movie. would have to be Lion King. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. The Lion King has made a billion dollars in profits. Wow. The Broadway play, not the movie. That's right. not counting the movie. And it's now the most boring night. In the the most boring night on Broadway. Well, it certainly was the most boring night in the West End. It was horrible in the West End when we did it. Um, well, we had seats where we couldn't actually see the play. We no, watched Shadow Puppets on the other They side. were literally advertising for a replacement for young Simba in the playbill of the show he was in. <laughs> it basically said, does anyone in the audience and think they can do this? Because the kid couldn't sing. And it was obviously, you know, when a show runs that long, you, you want to see this in action? It, I, I don't know about right now because I think they brought B.B. Newworth back, but um, uh, Chicago on Broadway. It's been running for like 74 years. And I think there were two cast members that have been there for 74 years. You know, you have this old woman playing Roxy Hart. And it's like, okay, no, honey, no, no. You shouldn't be doing that. And it's just like, you know, it's just, this is like they've, they've stopped caring. And it's just they go through the motions. When shows run that long, they're not fresh. And Lion King, I was so disappointed with Lion King in the West End. You know when they get Sally Struthers and Cloris Leachman doing it, it's time to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, it's really? time for a rest. <laughs> Who is Sally Struthers? Rafiki? <laughs> Chicago. Oh, Chicago. <laughs> Sally Struthers. That's I go see that. <laughs> I don't know if she can sing that well. <laughs> Sally Struthers is Rafiki. That's going to be with me all day. Thanks. Um, our poll winner this week was Jacqueline Berger. Uh, Jacqueline, we sent you a uh, note on Facebook, so please check your other account because we're not friends on Facebook, so I can't get into your regular message queue. So uh, you have a $50 gift card coming. Just got to tell us where to send it. And uh, we're going to have next week's poll. Actually, we're going to have a – we're doing something different. We're going to be running a poll for three weeks, and you're going to find out what it is at the end of our show. So with that, we're going to turn it over to Johnny and the news. All right. Our first news story. Director chosen for Star Wars Episode 8. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Lucasfilms is in discussions with director Rian Johnson to helm Episode 8, the second film in the Star Wars trilogy. Johnson is best known for directing the science fiction time-traveling movie Looper. Doesn't bode well for anything, does it? Uh, But he's also, as well as directed episodes of the AMC series Breaking Bad. The article claims Johnson will not only direct, but will also write Episode 8. Director J.J. Abrams is currently shooting Episode 7 and will pass the torch to Johnson for the next episode. The report also claims Johnson will be involved in writing a treatment for Episode 9. So he's going to pretty much shape the next three films. He better shape uh, Harrison Ford's ankle first. That's my related story was that poor Harrison Ford hurt his ankle while... Broke a hip. (laughs) <laughs> while filming episode 8 Quest for Tiger Bomb or whatever it's called. oh my god have you seen pictures of them 
Have you seen pictures of the original cast? They are old. Of course they, they are. are Star Wars, assisted living. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the comfy chair. Does anybody? Does this excite anybody? Does this make anybody more anxious to see the Star um, Wars movies, or is it just? I was very excited that it was J.J. Abrams that's doing the next film. So I, don't I know bet this has the Looper film. The Looper fans excited. Did you see Looper? No, I was terrible. I have no idea what Looper is. That was the one where that guy imitated um, Bruce Willis. Right. He played himself younger um, back in time. Tom Gordon-Levitt. What's his first name? Joseph. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And Bruce Willis were time-traveling back and forth. Is this a picture of the guy behind me? Yeah, that's, yeah. Staring at you. (laughs) That looks like an alcoholic. It's creepy. All right, our second news story. Well, I mean, Dustin, I mean, you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I was... Sorry. I was more excited about, you know, J.J. Abrams, but it's interesting to see that they're not um, just sticking to one voice, one person throughout the whole thing. It's, uh, it's interesting that they're going to have different directors and writers on each film in the same way that the original Star Wars trilogy was done, um, having Lawrence Kasdan write the second uh, two and having um, the two other directors um, do this, the second two films and in the same way that like you know the Harry Potter series and stuff like that each one has its own flavor so I am excited about that however I wasn't too excited about Looper so Looper <laughs> so hopefully as long as it's not George Lucas directing right exactly okay. that's my that was concern. that was a disaster George I just went back and watched um, what is it episode one yeah it was awful. It is awful. As they say on Big Bang, I prefer to let George Lucas disappoint me in the order in which he chooses. <laughs> it was, I, I, it was, it was really. I mean, so, but we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm dying to see what J.J. Abrams does, and because I, I think he can do no wrong. Um, I love his stuff. So, well, we'll see. All right. Again, our second news story: Walt Disney's former California state sells for seventy-four million dollars. Uh, Walt Disney's Southern California State recently recently sold for $74 million, according to a New York Daily News article. The Holmby, Holmby Hills property has a rebuilt mansion, but still includes the iconic S-shaped tunnel through which Walt Disney Walt Disney's fully functional miniaturized stream steam train ran. Wow, that's weird. The property's new eight-bedroom, 17-bath mansion boasts a wine cellar, library, gym, movie theater, and two safe rooms, much like Corey's new house. (laughs) Walt Disney purchased the property in 1949 and lived there until his death in 1966. The seller of the estate, Houston Dynamo Soccer Club co-owner, Gabriel Brenner, purchased the original property from the Disney Family Trust for about $8.5 million in 1997. He later added more land with the purchase of a neighboring property and rebuilt the house in 2001. Yeah, very little uh, little of this is original. I was just going to say, this article, the title is misleading. This was not Walt Disney's estate. Right. This is the land Walt Disney's estate was on. Yeah. Plus more. And they kept an S-shaped tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and also the uh, Lillian's flowers, uh, rose, rose, uh, Lillian's roses, roses are there, yeah. There. 70 years old, so those two things. So, <laughs> not the same. Uh, I was going to say there's one more thing. According to the listing agent, prospective buyers love the, quote, history of the property, especially the remnants of the train. So there you go. 
tournament. Is the so entrance if, gate still there? Because I, I know yes, they, yes, that's the still gate, there. The gate's still there, which has the little Mickey's, yeah. little hidden yeah. Mickey's in it. I watched the YouTube video. It's a beautiful house. I mean, but it's, <laughs> over, it's only sixty-six million dollars yeah. more than he paid in '96. However, that seventy-four million does include the cachet of saying I own property yeah. that Disney used. Well, Disney used to yeah. own. That's not you know just the house and the property. That's there's that legacy there. We could have got three hundred of our closest friends and just split it equally. There you go. Yeah, I'm not sure three hundred of us could afford seventy million. <laughs> yeah, really. Who are your friends? Yeah. His friends have more money than ours do. <laughs> Maybe six hundred. I'm just I'm just trying to find the email you sent this morning to the agents, because I think we should read that at the end of the news. Okay. But I can't. I'm having trouble finding talking it. About. That's, I'm not not paying attention to you. All right. Well, we have we have a, a video of the estate that we can watch while you're doing that. Uh, that YouTube oh, video. Oh, that's there. right. That's right. Yeah, we do have the YouTube video. Great. Yeah. If you want to see that, so. Yeah. So, let us do that while I try and find this email. Okay, I want it. There's a lot of creepiness, though, in that video, wasn't it? There was, the tunnel. The tunnel was Someone creepy. has done the math for us, and if we can get 300 of our friends, it's $250,000 apiece. So we'll get 600 of our <laughs> friends. <laughs> we'll get to it as a timeshare, or we're just all going to live together. Well, with 17 bathrooms, I'm pretty sure we all fit. We should do the Diz Unplugged Big Brother house. We should. <laughs> uh-huh. I think that was fun to look at. I don't know if I'd want to live there. It's, yeah, it's all... Feels a little weird. All right, and our final news story: Disney Channel plans original movie Descendants, featuring teenage kids of classic villains. Entertainment Weekly has a first look of the Disney Channel's newest original movie, Descendants, which is slated to premiere in 2015, and explores the teenage lives of the children of some of Disney's greatest villain characters. Here's the scoop. Beast and Belle rule over an idyllic kingdom with their kind teenage son, who looks to be taking the throne, but his first proclamation involves a shot at redemption for the misbehaving kids of Corella Deville, Maleficent, the Evil Queen, and Jafar. In this live-action musical adventure, the teens attend the kingdom's hottest prep school alongside other famous offspring, including the children of the fairy godmother, Sleeping Beauty, Rapunzel, and Mulan. Uh, the villainous teens face a dilemma of nature versus nurture and whether they'll follow in their parents' footsteps or embrace their own inner hero. Here's the cool part. Yeah. The cast will include Kristen Chenoweth as Maleficent, Kathy Jimmy as the Evil Queen, Maz Jabroni as Jafar, I don't know who that is, <laughs> and Wendy Robinson as Cruella. You Bilo. had me at Kristen Chenoweth. Yes, exactly. Are you surprised that Jafar had children? <laughs> kind of adopted. I, I gotta think. I was pretty sure he was on our team. <laughs> well, one of the yes, one of the blue fairies to be a surrogate. Yeah. <laughs> so far from one of the interesting things. Marriage equality may have come to the kingdom. <laughs> you don't know. I was just surprised that Jafar had kids. One of the interesting things uh, risen in the article was that question itself. Where do these kids come from? Like, Maleficent has no love interests, and Jafar wasn't very successful in his. Um, so it's uh, it's interesting, and I don't like that they call them offspring instead of children. We <laughs> <laughs> could have called them spawn. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's part of it. Maybe they're not all children of the, of the villains. Maybe something's happened. You know? Oh, like nephews and nieces? Well, I was thinking more like maybe some came from eggs or something. I don't know. Maybe they'll do an adults-only uh, series, and 
it'll answer all those questions. Oh, well, yeah. the back, sorry. I enjoy this sort of take that Disney's done with uh, Once Upon a Time and some of the movies and stuff where they sort of explore a character's backstory. So I think this is interesting. Well, it sounds a little high school musical. It does sound, yeah. Um, which we don't need anymore. It's annoying. Disney nepotism. We, we, yeah, we just don't need any more annoying 10-minute parades in yeah. Hollywood studios. Well, I think I think it's more close to the uh, the movie they did, Sky High, which was about a boarding school for superheroes and supervillains. Was um, that a musical, too? It wasn't a musical, no. Well, now they're going to break out in a song. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wonderful. But, again, Kristen Chenoweth. Right. That, for me, is like, that's worth at least checking it out. And Catherine she, Jimmy's terrific. She just got, Kristen Chenoweth Jimmy, yes. just got the Hollywood Bowl Hall of Fame Award this year. And she performed with the Go-Go's and Pink Martini at the Hollywood Bowl. Would have killed to see this show. They brought out Leah Michelle, and she and Leah Michelle did the duet of For Good from Wicked. Wow. It's on YouTube, or it's on... Yeah, I, I saw. It's incredible. I saw. So, cool. I'll check, like I said, for Kristen Chenoweth, I'll check it out. Yeah. And Kathy and Jimmy. Because I, I love her. Me too. But Kristen Chenoweth, I'm like... She's going to be who? In the Captain Jimmy's the evil queen. No, but who's Kristen going to be? Maleficent. Really? Okay. Which means it's going to have to be played tongue in cheek because right. I don't think she's going to try and play that straight up. Entertainment Weekly had actually a, a picture from the sh- filming, I guess, and they show Kristen Chenoweth in makeup. So it's worth checking out. It's Kristen Chenoweth. She can do no wrong. So, sorry, I'm getting very gay, but love Kristen Chenoweth. All right, that'll do it for my news stories. Well, there was a story you sent out to all the Dreams agents uh, this morning, which I got quite a chuckle from. This is from the uh, Daily Mail in the UK, uh, the newspaper. This is from their website. We'll have a link to this in the show notes page. About a a travel company in Great Britain called... uh, What was the name of it again? Onico or something? Had a- Odano? No, Opodo. O-P-O-D-O dot co dot U-K is the name of the, is, is the company. But they talk about the bizarre complaints that they have gotten from, from customers. Um, and this is the 15 most outrageous complaints this travel company has received from its customers. Now, remember, this is based in the U.K., um, one customer called about the sand on the beach in Mexico, claiming that it had too many pebbles and had chipped her manicure. Okay. Uh, an animal-loving customer requested that her cat be upgraded from cargo to first class. <laughs> um, one man wanted to know whether he needed a passport for his pet python. But um, did you read the rest of why he wanted to know that? He wanted to take it back to the Amazon and reintroduce it to its family before bringing it back to the UK. <laughs> so there's another layer of crazy. <laughs> um, after booking a romantic trip to Rome, Georgia, instead of Rome, Italy, a man demanded that the company help him get back his furious girlfriend who had dumped him because of the mistake. I blame the company for that one. Someone says, I want to take my wife or my girlfriend on a... Uh, romantic weekend to Rome, and they booked Rome, Georgia. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. Like, you know, what was Rome, New York? <laughs> exactly. Um, a man had called the travel agency about his grocery order, and after 15 minutes of insisting that he had not dialed the wrong number, 
The man then asked the travel agency staff to call the grocery store and relay the complaint for him. Um, I can't tell you how many times we get calls from people who don't book through us and want us to fix their problems. I'm sure that happens, and yeah. call the other travel agent and get things fixed. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, I love this one. A thrill seeker who had booked his trip to Universal Studios Florida uh, demanded a refund for his trip as one of the rides, the Incredible Hulk roller coaster, had been too scary. <laughs> um, That's just sad. And he's a thrill seeker? Apparently. <laughs> um, one customer flying to Bucharest called to seek advice on which of the three, garlic, holy water, or crosses, would be best to ward off any vampires that she might <laughs> encounter. Um, a caller who claimed to be the queen asked for a free first-class trip to Australia. <laughs> Refusal would see the offending staff member put in jail for treason. I have to try that. You do. Hello. <laughs> this is the queen. An irate customer called to ask the company to return his credit card, which he had sent in the mail, along with a self-addressed stamped envelope, to their headquarters in order to pay for his vacation. He didn't trust their secure site, so he found the credit card. Wow. Um, another customer wanted to know if it was okay to take a plate of his mother's roast dinner with him in his hand luggage, as no one could make a roast as good as his mother did. That, uh, that Norman Bates. As you say, he might have married you far. <laughs> a water-averse customer called about the level of the tide on the beach on their Greek holiday, as the agency did not inform them about it when he was booking. Uh, when trying to assist a customer in rearranging a flight to Miami that had been canceled, the customer asked if he could take the Eurostar instead of another flight. Again, coming from England to Miami. The Eurostar is a train. Uh, a honeymooning couple asked for a full refund for their Maldives holiday as it rained on one afternoon during their two-week trip, and they had been told it would be sunny day in and day out. We get complaints from people who come back and say it was supposed to be sunny Florida. Oh, yeah. And it rained during our... Well, sunshine state. Yeah. yeah. Sunshine state. I used to work for a customer service. I was the customer service manager for a timeshare company here in Florida, and we... Um, I was called one day and asked if a lady could bring her chimpanzee. When I told her there were no pets allowed, she said, well, it's the same size as a child. <laughs> that doesn't matter. No, you can't bring your chimp. And then I had a lady one day call and ask me, what color were the curtains and the drapes in her room? Or the, the drapes, I'm sorry, the drapes and the rug in her room. And I said, brown, beige, I don't know why. She said, because I'm going to bring my own bedspread because I'm sure yours is not effective. <laughs> and I wanted to match. <laughs> one lady called one day and told me she found a Tic Tac under the bed. And the next day, it was still there. What did that tell me? And one of my customer service agents said that we have a Cracker Jack cleaning team who picked up your Tic Tac, cleaned underneath it, and put it right back in the same spot so you would know where it was. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get. Um, one passenger called to ask about the cancellation policy on his vacation. The trip was for him and his girlfriend, and while things were fine, he said he was thinking about leaving her. Uh, and <laughs> a customer called about her vacation abroad as it was too hot, the food was too spicy, and hardly anybody spoke English. Um, I just thought that was very funny. It was a very funny list. I remember being at Universal uh, in guest services over at Islands of Adventure, and this woman melting down, I mean, screaming at the top of her lungs at guest services that she wanted her money back because it was raining. And the poor guest services guy was looking at her like, are you serious? Oh, there's people at Disney that think there's a bubble that they can put over the parks. 
So, I mean, people believe strange once things. I've, once we're done with the travel agency, that's when my book's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> There's some crazy out there. <laughs> I just thought that was a... That was a, a funny list. So, all right, that, uh, that'll do it for the news. Thank you, John. Uh, we're going to move on to our caption this from last week. We showed you this picture, for those watching, of Sean and a, a cast member at Olani teaching him how to do the hula. Scotty Pantikas. First photos from the set of Lilo and Stitch, the live-action remake <laughs> of the Disney classic, directed by J.J. Abrams and starring Sha'un and Kelly Olani Hu. <laughs> um, Steve Yadda, Lilo and Stalker. <laughs> and Brian Frankhauer, after the Sumatran poop coffee, Sean Thompson and a cast member do the potty dance. Thought that was cute. That was the most accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that was the potty dance. Um, for our next caption, this, we found a great photo we took last year out in California with Corey Martin oh, Lord. at California Adventure. And it's Corey in front of a big net full of fish. And that's our caption, this photo for this week. Go to facebook.com slash disunplugged to add your caption to it. But oh, I accidentally cut to the wrong camera. I apologize. <laughs> it happens. She'll be brought, brought up back and beaten. <laughs> And with that, we're going to move on to Rapid Fire, starting with John. All right. Uh, the Disney Wonder got gets the Disney Cruise Line Navigator app. This is the app that's been available for the other three ships for quite a while. Um, you download it before you leave, and it offers a version of the Navigator for smartphones. Um, it does other some cool stuff, too. I mean, I looked, took a look at the screenshots, and someone did a, a whole write-up on it on the Disboards. Everything from what drinks are available at what bars to the dinner menu that night. Really? Um, yeah, it's really incredible. Does this only work on the ship? or? I believe it. Yeah. yeah I believe Does it only... work really before you leave? I don't know. I haven't tried it. Disney should... should take a page from NCL. When you get on an NCL ship, you can download their app, and that allows you to text other people in your party for free oh really while you're at is it a call or is it just text no just text but it's using their Wi-Fi. right and there's no charge for it outside of the ship that's cool I think this is really cool I think that you know people love to have that information at their fingertips and people lose their navigators or don't think to bring them with them and I think it's fun we should try it outside the ship yeah I was just wondering if it would work like before you left but I don't know we'll see alright thank you John Kevin. I'm very excited. The Disney is making a movie out of Stephen Sondheim and uh, James Lapine's Into the Woods. It's one of my favorite shows. And if it doesn't have Bernadette Peters. It doesn't. It has Meryl Streep instead. Okay. As the same part. Mm. Uh, with Johnny Depp. And um, I believe there's a bunch of people in it. Look it up. Well, apparently... There was a great deal of brouhaha recently because they Stephen Sondheim did a group talk with uh, teachers and they found out that Disney has um, sanitized into the woods for your protection and your children's protection. Fairy tales are a little bit gruesome anyway, but they have taken out all references to death and sex. 
And for a while, this was, if you're interested in Broadway, this was all over the Broadway discussion areas that this was sacrilege. Well, Stephen Sondheim has come out and said that he has worked directly with Disney. There's a new song, and he and James Lapine uh, appreciate and agree with everything that Disney's done. He also made the point that chances are that the biggest audience for this movie will be people who are not that familiar with the show. Parents and kids. So it's so a reason. Is there confirmed that they did take out those songs? He did. There's some things some that are missing. Mm-hmm. And they, but he did say that some of the stuff is still in there. Were, were Sondheim involved in the rewrite? Every bit of it. New okay. songs, new well, dialogue. Okay. Okay. He, actually, I mean, he was involved in the music, and James Lapine, who wrote the book originally, is involved in it also. So he said it has every bit of their blessing. If it has his blessing, then yeah, people need to just calm down. This is a retelling of the fairy tales. This isn't classic. somebody. This isn't like the big sellout. I mean, right. this isn't J.J. Abrams does into the woods. <laughs> right. See, well, I, that might be interesting <laughs> to see, but I didn't know what Into the Woods was about before you sent in this rapid fire, and I I had heard about it, and uh, I didn't realize it was kind of that retelling from different perspectives of the those classic fairy tales. The only thing I knew about it was it had. It was like some world record. It's like the fastest costume change in history on stage. Um, that's the only thing I knew about it. If you're interested, the original Broadway cast was beloved. People loved the original Broadway cast, and they filmed the last performance of it. And it's on iTunes. Is and it really? It is. The last performance okay. of Why the not? original Broadway cast. And we John... We own it. <laughs> <laughs> when John walks through the living room, all he says is, Oh God, not again. Are you watching that Into the Woods movie again? <laughs> I think it's funny and charming and it's got great music, so I'm very, very excited about this movie. Especially with Meryl Streep. I mean, I, I don't know how many people realize that Meryl Streep can sing. Meryl Streep got her start in musical theater. Yeah, I mean, wasn't she Juilliard? Mm-hmm. I think she graduated. Also, from if you. Um, if you're ever interested, uh, postcards from the edge. Oh, she's yeah. She's a great song in that, and she does. She actually sings a couple of times towards the end of the movie. That's actually my, one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's, it's absolutely one of my favorite movies. I love postcards from the edge. But she's got a great voice. She sings very very well. She really does. She really does. So awesome. Thank you. Kevin. I'm very excited about this. It comes out at Christmas time. Cool, Kathy. I have a. Um, the Children's Activity Centers have raised their price to fifteen dollars an Nothing hour. Nothing about Broadway. <laughs> Nothing about Broadway. No, I'm shocking. No. And this is at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Polynesian, the Yacht and Beach Club, and the Wilderness Lodge. So if you're going to put your children in one of these spaces, expect to pay a little more. What had it been before? Do you know? I want to say it was like twelve, twelve or thirteen. I don't think that's outrageous. No. Fifteen dollars an hour no. to watch your kids. No. I think it's outrageous that Disney's not paying the cast members who are watching your kids fifteen dollars an hour. Right. <laughs> you know, that's another that's another argument to be made. But all right, cool. Thank you, Kathy. Corey. Uh, as of a few days ago, the monorail will have a different operating schedule than normal. As an automation upgrade takes place, an automation automated monorail will allow for faster switching times, more frequent dispatching of trains, and accurate arrival information. Additional buses and watercraft will be available during this time. Guests who have early breakfast reservations can also use watercraft or bus service. The schedule will take place for a few months, but no specific end date has been set. The schedule will be Epcot from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., Resort Monorail, 8.30 a.m. to midnight, and Express Monorail, 
from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. And what's their excuse for this? See, uh, they're doing like this automation uh, process. There's yeah. not going to be a driver. Here's the deal. They're going to take away drivers in the monorail. Oh, my goodness. It's all going to be automated. Can you imagine? I do like that we'll have accurate arrival times of the, um, of the monorails. But it doesn't start till 9.30. Well, it's not express. like it's coming from Chicago. I mean, it's a loop. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's coming around. around. <laughs> I've been waiting for that. Uh, it's going to be here sometime today. <laughs> point. It's, it's like maybe point. 10 minutes. You can see it. I and where think, are you going that you need to know within 10 mm-hmm. minutes? I just think it's a little scary not to have. I don't know if someone will be there in case of an emergency, but the idea that no Well, if they have nothing to do, do you think they're going to be paying that much attention? Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. All right. Thank you, Corey. Dustin. Yeah, I have uh, interesting news. We'll judge you. <laughs> uh, they're coming up. Uh, Disney Channel is uh, coming out with a new uh, Disney. Um, sorry. D- Disney Channel's coming out with a new animated television series called The Lion Guard instead of The Lion King. And it's basically about uh, Simba's. Um, the second-born child. Uh, the first one was uh, focused. The girl was focused. And this is, so this, is the precur- this is the precursor to Beauty and the Grocer. <laughs> Something about his firstborn. I thought, oh, my God, what happened to his firstborn? <laughs> she, she was uh, featured in, I think, The Lion King two and a half or whatever it was, or three or something like that. Anyway, this is about... We're continuing the proud storyline of the direct-to-video series? Uh, apparently. But the, the best... Lady in the Tramp to spade and neutered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well... First of all, I have to thank, uh, thank Nikki Mancini for sending this in to me. Wonderful. The Lion Guard? <laughs> the Lion Guard. Um, what, and another interesting thing is his... You started with this was going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, far, I'm giving it about a four. <laughs> He's got new friends. He doesn't hang out with... Uh, Sorry, that yeah, was me. I it's cool. Doesn't hang out with Timon and Pumbaa anymore. He hangs out... Um, with a young team of lions that serve him, but also has other friends called Bunga, a fearless honey badger, uh, <laughs> Fuli, a confident cheetah, and Beshti, a happy-go-lucky hippo, and Ono, an intellectual egret. So those are his friends. Are well, any of them Nathan Lane? I, I highly <laughs> doubt it. Bernadette Peters, Wall Street. <laughs> I don't think that... Kathy and Jimmy? I don't think they're going that high budget. But anyway, new... Uh, new the Lion Guard coming coming soon. Oh. Awesome. Don't lie to him. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait. Awesome. The Lion Guard. Like I said, Beauty and the Grocer. <laughs> Craig. Uh, there's new Frozen merchandise coming to Disney Parks throughout the next couple months if you're still interested in Frozen. I know most people are sick of it by now, but uh, <laughs> there's going to be a fluffy Olaf bag and... Some more of the Chilling in the Sunshine Olaf stuff and a brand new mug that actually has pretty decent artwork on it. It's more of the concept artwork instead of the actual uh, the look of what it was like in the film. Um, but I guess they finally realized months and months and months later that they actually need to push merchandise for Frozen instead of carrying only like eight things that sell out constantly. And they're also, they're also yeah. starting to license out Frozen merchandise, I know, which I thought topic. was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, was that they've been licensing it out. So, I mean, they're just trying to 
cash in on it as much as yeah. as much yeah. as they can. Good for them. They also have a hat. Do you have a picture? Oh of yeah. Oh, okay. that's the greatest. It's this big furry thing <laughs> across your face. <laughs> I have it on my cell phone, but yeah, I don't have to zoom in really far for that. Certainly apropos for Floyd in the summer. Yeah, it's just a giant. It's basically a hat. It's Olaf sitting on your head. He sits on you. His legs are around your ears, and he's sitting on you. And uh, the bottom part of Olaf with his feet make it look like the hair that the Oompa Loompas wore in Willy Wonka. (laughs) We'll have to put a picture in the show. Yeah, yeah, we certainly will. Or we'll buy one and wear them. And just a little update: Andrew just sent me something on Facebook saying that. he could pull up the navigator, the DCL navigator app, but only access and change the countdown to his next cruise. Everything else just said you have to wait and log in when you're on the ship. Okay. So thank you for that, Andrew. I appreciate that that feedback. But uh, that's kind of what I figured that it wasn't going to work. But so frozen merchandise, cool. Because we need more. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sean. All right. Um, this summer, AMC Theaters uh, is doing a program. Um, in all their theaters nationwide, where mon- Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 9.30 p.m., they'll be showing a movie um, for $3, and 100% of the proceeds go to charity. Um, so every week it's a new movie, and so some some of the names are Anchorman 2, Catching Fire, Nonstop, Robocop, Pompeii, Ride Along, Need for Speed. So they're not huge movies. They're kind of they're older ones that they're bringing back in. But for a $3 movie, I think that's great. Um, and some of the charities they're, they're benefiting are uh, the Will Rogers Institute, Autism Society of America, Autism Speaks, and then their own personal one, AMC Cares. Hmm. So Cool. So for three bucks, you're doing this, but I'm putting $3 to my therapy if I have to go to the AMC theaters at downtown Disney. <laughs> they're nationwide, so you can go to the Universal uh, One or your hometown uh, one. But so it's all AMC theaters. All AMC theaters. Yeah. Awesome. $3? Same movie, yeah, and all of the all the money goes to the charities. That's cool. Yeah, that's worthwhile. Awesome. Thank you for that, Sean. That will do it for rapid fire. Before we uh, get to next week's poll, just want to talk a little bit about Fourth uh, of July because that's coming up, and some of the things that are going on at Walt Disney World for the Fourth of July Fourth uh, of July holiday. We'll have links to this in uh, in, our, in our show notes page, disunplugged.com. Um, they are doing the uh, Celebrate America fireworks at the Magic Kingdom on July 3rd and July 4th at 9 p.m. Magic Kingdom's 4th of July fireworks are, must be seen to be believed. They are, I mean, they really are amazing. And if you don't feel like dealing with the crowds at, uh, at the parks, the beach at the Poly, well, I don't know about right now with all the construction, yeah, but I, I can tell you I've watched them I've watched them on the 4th of July from Fort Wilderness, from the beach of Fort Wilderness, and it's an amazing perspective. It's beautiful, and it's a really cool place to hang out because you can go up to, uh, you know, you got to get there early, but you can go up to Trails End and get, like, takeout chicken and stuff, yeah. and go kind of, mm-hmm. like, hang out on the yeah. beach and have chicken and watch the fireworks, so be a really cool way to spend the 4th of July. Just like our forefathers did. Yes. Just the if way you're going to go to the Magic Kingdom on 4th of July, you should leave now. It gets crowded. It, it you're does. Going it gets to very, very early. But it's an amazing, it's an amazing show. And like I said, doing the pers- getting that perspective from outside the park is really cool because they do those 180 degree mm-hmm. fireworks. And so I don't know I, if they're available still. Another thing you could do is a fireworks cruise. I imagine they're probably they're probably sold out at this point for July Fourth. But uh, um, 
Oh, sorry. I was just, I didn't know if you were going to mention at all that, you know, obviously there's the hub construction uh, going on. So that's also going to jam up mm. that area yeah. right in front of the castle. Now, next year, when that finally opens or whenever they're planning to open it, that's going to expand it even more. And that's exactly what it's made for. But right now, it's very tight at, at the hub um, in front of the castle right now. Okay, thanks for that. Um, Hollywood Studio, 6 p.m. on the July on July 4th. Uh, the Rock and Fourth of July celebration. Uh, there's a DJ at the Sorcerer Hat at six o'clock. Um, at seven, eight, nine, and ten p.m., uh, Mulch, Sweat, and Cheers uh, will play. And ten fifteen, uh, fireworks with a rock and roll soundtrack. We've actually uh, there was we went to a thing one time where there were supposed to be fireworks at the Magic Kingdom, but Obama visited. So they did the Fourth of July fireworks that they normally do at Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. and it was spectacular. It was. Always is Disney. I don't. I don't think Disney does bad fireworks shows. Um, they certainly don't do cheap fireworks shows. Um, so that's Hollywood Studios, Epcot, um, from eleven uh, thirty a.m. to two thirty p.m. and three thirty to six p.m. Betsy Ross, Ben Franklin, and Disney characters <laughs> in their patriotic <laughs> costumes will appear on the promenade near the American Adventure. This Ben Franklin has a patriotic costume. So does Betsy Wouldn't Ross, apparently. Wouldn't you think he, his, his regular clothes were patriotic? All right, we'll let it go. 12.30, 1.45, and 3 p.m., the Voices of Liberty 4th of July concert, featuring an expanded cast performing a patriotic salute, including the Spirit of America, Fife and Drum Corps, and Disney characters on the American Gardens Theater stage. Uh, 4.15 and 5 p.m., Voices of Liberty inside the American Adventure Rotunda. Uh, 5.15, 6.30, 7.45, and 9 p.m., Slippery When Wet performs. Um, <laughs> like our other uh, 4th of July traditions. Yes. In, their, in their patriotic traditions. Right, you kind of go from <laughs> Betsy Ross, Brian Franklin, to Slippery When Wet. Um, is, it, is that the, um, the cover band? Bon Jovi. Yeah. Bon Jovi cover band? Yeah, because they, they, nothing screams... American nothing screams American independence like a Bon Jovi knockoff. Um, <laughs> so... Um, at 10 p.m., Illuminations Reflection of Earth will feature Heartbeat of Freedom, a five-minute patriotic fireworks finale. So this is kind of like what they do at Christmas when they do the and finale add-on, awesome. yep. which are like you didn't know there were that many fireworks in the world, mm-hmm. um, and they all go off at once. I it's, think Disney is the second behind the government. They're the highest buyer of fireworks and ammunition kind of stuff in the world. Well, so, I would like to sure. see the Voices of Liberty concert. I bet that would yeah. be amazing. I bet it would be amazing. Sure, well, absolutely. Before we get off fireworks, uh, I just wanted to mention my my way of doing it. I always see the Magic Kingdom ones on July 3rd and then go to Epcot on July 4th. But if you get there and get a spot early enough in either like Mexico area or Norway, then you can also see the Hollywood Studios fireworks off in the distance. You can't hear the music or anything, but you can still watch them. And then you have Epcot right after. So That's a great tip. Two days, you can see all three shows. That's right. Um, but on that July 4th, if you want to choose between Hollywood Studios or Epcot, I mean, you, you can't see both there. You have to make a choice. So right. that way you can see both of them. If you can't get through those two spots, we now blame Craig. <laughs> and just be aware that you might be stuck in the parking lot for a couple hours trying to get out oh, yeah. if you go over to the fireworks. Well, that's the other just general rule of thumb you need to keep in mind for the 4th of July. The parks routinely reach capacity. So expect, if you know, if you know you're going to want to see fireworks in a certain park, 
mm-hmm. we recommend uh, getting there early and planning to stay the entire day. Um, and it's, you know, summer is officially here, okay? It has been humid as all get out these past few days. And I know that because I can't stop sweating. It read 102 in our car the other day. It was crazy. It's been, you know, insane. This is why I like to get the hell out of here for the summer. <laughs> um, but Go someplace so, cool like Hawaii. Really? <laughs> folk, no, it's, it, it's getting worse and worse and worse uh, every year, I think, um, in terms of the humidity. So if you are going to do the 4th of July in the parks, really can't stress enough having a plan in terms of staying cool and watching your how much water you're drinking and how much water your kids are drinking and, you know, knowing where those places are to get out of the heat, you know, especially, you know, there are certain attractions in each park that are just really good for getting out of the heat. Um, Hall of Presidents comes to mind. Uh, nice long show. American Adventure is another one. Nice long Universe show. Universe of inside. Energy. Universe of Energy. Four and a half hours uh, <laughs> inside. So, I mean, Carousel of Progress. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of paying attention to that. Um, Something to keep in mind also is, especially in Epcot, if you are drinking alcohol as you walk around, you really should match every alcohol with a bottle of water. Yes, every drink you take with a bottle of water. That includes beer. Because it's drying you out whether you realize it or not. Right, exactly. It's the uh, sting cover band. Every breath you take, (laughs) every drink you take. Um, Also a reminder, if you are staying at a Disney resort, you are guaranteed entry into a theme park. You are not. You're just not guaranteed entry into the theme park you may want. Doesn't mean that because you're a Disney Resort guest and you want to go to the Magic Kingdom, that you're going to get into the Magic Kingdom if it's closed for capacity. Fourth it means they'll say to you that okay, we have room for you over at Animal Kingdom. You can go there. Fourth of July is like Christmas Day. If you want to be there for Fourth of July for the fireworks, you need to get in the Magic Kingdom and stay in the Magic yep. Kingdom. Exactly. Exactly. You see people with beach towels and things taking naps yeah. all over the park. Absolutely. Um, if you want to get away from the theme parks for 4th of July, Celebration Town Center uh, is having their 4th of July event uh, with Megacon um, to bring a sci-fi 4th of July to Central Florida. <laughs> um, Celebration Town Center's a sci-fi 4th of July will feature movie-themed costume contests because that's what you want in the mm-hmm. midst of... Uh, a, a humid 98 degree day I'm going to dress as the lion guard <laughs> <laughs> um, that contest is at 7.30pm so come dress as your favorite character for a chance to win prizes if you're looking to meet someone who lives in their mother's basement this is the time <laughs> <laughs> it will also feature a synchronized fireworks spectacular set to a sci-fi themed soundtrack uh, bounce houses for kids live music by Oliver's Queen Jordan Kane DJ Tammy Gina Marie in Candela and the and an unforgettable tribute to our veterans. DJ and Tammy went wet. and slippery one. <laughs> um, did you say DJ Tammy? DJ Tammy. That DJ. sounds like somebody who just got off work and is like. She left her name tag on for my hop. DJ Tammy. There will be uh, something for people of all ages as town centers. Kids Zone will feature an assortment of inflatable games for kids and teens that will include a jousting area, bounce houses, face painting, and more. There'll be a Dixieland jazz band. Um, we've done this in the past. Uh, not um, we're not doing it this year, but we usually get a hotel right there and just kind of, you know, we stay, we, it's away from Disney, so it's kind of 
It's kind of cool. And some great places to eat yeah. in downtown mm-hmm. Celebration. Um, Celebration Town Tavern, which is one of Johnny Kevin's favorites. Um, Absolutely. I love Columbia. Columbia. Columbia yeah. is great. It's a great restaurant. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that going on as well. Um, wouldn't recommend anything in downtown Orlando because I think downtown Orlando sucks for Fourth of July, but that's just my opinion. It's a younger crowd. More it's just, yeah, it's a college It's a college yeah. party crowd, so. You know, it is what it is. Woo-hoo. But uh, so that's all the outlying neighborhoods have fireworks also. Right. I know St. Cloud does one. Yeah. I know Claremont does one. So you should be able to find fireworks if you're not in a park. Yeah, but I mean, you're not going to find them better than you're going to find them at Disney. Right. But um, all right, so that's our uh, rundown of what's going on for the Fourth of July. And before we close, we want to give you um, the next poll that we're going to be running. And we're actually going to be running this for a few weeks. Um, we want, uh, we're going to be celebrating, the Dis Unplugged is going to be celebrating its eighth anniversary on July 24th. It has been eight years Incredible. since we started doing this show, which, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of blows my mind that it's been that long. Um, and we'd like to, you to tell us what your favorite moment from the show over the past eight years has been. And this is kind of a free form text thing that, uh, as opposed to just like multiple choice. And uh, we're going to take, we're going to select certain ones and talk about them on our anniversary show that we'll do on July 29th. So, uh, dis, uh, dis, uh, Facebook.com slash disunplugged. So, you'll find the poll links to it also in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. And uh, even though we're running this poll for several weeks, each week we're going to pick a random person, a random winner, uh, to award a, uh, a $50 Disney gift card, which we give out every week. And I also thought this would make it a little easier on these guys while we're gone, not having to come up with a poll every week. Because <laughs> that could actually be a, that can be a real pain, trying to figure out what the poll question should be. Some weeks it writes itself, other weeks we got to go searching for it. So. I have lots. <laughs> What's if that? We're, if we were in the Hunger Games, who would be the winner? <laughs> <laughs> Is this an eating competition? Because you don't stand a chance. <laughs> But, yeah, we want to know what your favorite moments from the show over the last eight years have been. So head out to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged, and tell us. And uh, we might read it or talk about it or even play it on our anniversary show, July 29th. And I can't believe it's been eight years. Yeah, really. Some days it seems like it was just yesterday, and some days it seems like 80 years. Sometimes (laughs) sometimes it feels like, yeah, I've been doing this since I was 10. Um, But uh, that is going to do it for me for this week. Uh, coming up next, Dustin uh, takes us through some of the changes coming to Downtown Disney and the impending opening of Disney Springs. That'll be on our next show. If you're watching live, stay tuned. If not, we will see you next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>